Hello and welcome to Juggling Podcast number... 29. My name is Luke Boage. I am a juggler and sitting next to me is... Paula Brente. And you I'm are... a juggler too. Paula's... But mainly I'm a real artist. This is just for, for Bill. For what? For Bill. For Root. Bill. Root pay. What? Oh, okay. No, oh, okay. So anyway, Paul is doing private in-jokes to um, one listener. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, this it's is... A, it's a very important one. Yeah, so this is a juggling podcast and we talk about juggling and different kinds of stuff. And this week we're going to be talking about juggling videos because our interview this week is with a juggling video director producer called Oscar Ranga. Um, otherwise known as Oscar Rango to only people who've only ever read his name before. He did all the vision bots. Are you sure that yeah. you did it right? I'm not sure I did it right, <laughs> but when we get to the interview, we but do... you feel very clever. Yeah, you? I feel very clever just remembering, uh, seeing if I can remember how to pronounce his name, because he's Swedish and they um, they have funny names there, for example. No, it's Vrango. Vrango. Ha! Okay, well, there no, we go. I feel clever. It's like Eric Arberg <laughs> isn't called Eric Arberg, he's called Eric Oberi. Um which is, yeah, anyway. So let's get on to some different stuff. Yeah, we normally record this in Berlin, except when we're traveling for the summer, like we are now. Last week, or a few weeks ago, we were at the EJC, and now we're still in Greece, because we've been on holiday in Greece, and that's pretty much it. So we have no news for juggling-wise, because we've hardly juggled at all. Um, in fact, we've, we've done no juggling at all. No, 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 you did a street show last night. Oh, yeah, I did some street shows last night in a little town, uh, and it was quite good. I'll do some more street shows there this evening, but otherwise, just holiday. Snorkeling is great stuff. Um, just a, a little bit, if you ever come to Greece and you're driving around Greece, do not trust the road maps. We thought, oh, look, there's this road that goes from this town to this town over this hill, and we looked, and it wasn't a road, it was a it was a dirt track, but that's what it said on the map, so we're fine about that. And we couldn't find it on we the way to... We a bit of excitement. Yeah, yeah. We, we couldn't find it on the way to the town, so we took a different route, and on the way back, we said, oh, we know where that is because we saw the same route coming down into the town so we drove up it and it's a tiny very narrow but very long dirt track and it climbed up about what 1500 meters up the side of yeah, a hill maybe. you know zipping backwards and forwards in this um, switchback and we got like what 15 kilometers in after about an hour and a half because it was very very slow going and driving up thing and we weren't even sure if we could ever make it back and 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 we thought oh, i'm so glad we didn't drive down this huge big hill and we got to the end and, and there was no way through and there was just like a, a, a sheep herd a goat herding hut at the end and we asked this guy and he was like no 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 you've got to go all the way back so uh, that put us back out driving the other day by about three hours driving at the track but it was quite fun uh, yeah it was more fun as long as we thought we would arrive somewhere yeah and as soon as and we had to turn back and do it again backwards the fun was gone <laughs> well not backwards but on the route back anyway nothing to do with juggling let's go uh, back a bit further the EJC uh, was great actually I hope everyone enjoyed our Luke EJC destroyed my, our car on that track I it's, guess oh, look, shush, forget about that there's nothing wrong with the car um, liar well there's, there's small things wrong with the car uh, but we want to sell it so we're not going into that um, uh, into that so in detail you want to buy a crap car <laughs> just go for a it. very very dusty car <laughs> anyway yeah EJC was good and, and I saw a bit of feedback online not so much from the podcast because I've not really been able to see a lot of feedback from that I uh, got a few emails and stuff but it was good um, but uh, yeah everyone seems to agree with us or we agree with everyone else that the location was fantastic the heat wasn't a problem it was actually down to the bad organisation and sort of like the low standard of shows and again we didn't really go into yeah, our but, opinions but too much about the gala show very important in my opinion it's low standard of shows not of artists yeah not so much the it's very important to say because yeah. it it sounds bad when you say it like that. Yeah, but Low the artists the artists show. were really given a bad stage. It was yeah. every all of the artists were given as worst chance as possible to shine. But we talked about that enough. I know, I know. I'm I just, just saying wanted that, to say it's yep. not bad quality. Of but good, artists. good for Polar is that um, lots of people said that the Fight Club was a was a highlight of the convention. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, go Polar. And uh, and other people said, why was there no Juggle Jam or Eurovision or the games or anything like that? Well, the thing is, Polar just organised the fight night, the Celebrity Fight Club, um, pretty much because she wanted to and she wanted to do something. No, because... It belongs to an EJC, in my opinion. Yeah, of course it belongs there. But nobody asked Polo to do it. Polo didn't ask anyone's permission to do it. We just organised it, and that was it. And um, I guess if you want to see these kind of events and and you ask the organisers or you ask anyone who normally puts on and saying, is this happening? And they'll get, say, oh, we don't know about it. And they just ask someone to organise it or organise it yourself. If you just leave it and just to consume... And don't ask if you're allowed, because they will say no if you're not Greek. Yeah, well, that was just down to the Greek team. Anyway, so um, that's pretty much all our news. Um, so let's move on just to a bit of email and feedback. First of all, it's great meeting people at the. Burp? I sort of just burped <laughs> when I said that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I just move just on. For the people who didn't uh, notice. Wait a second! I'm trying to talk here, Polly. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, it was great meeting people at the EJC. Thanks um, for saying thank you. Uh, and it's just because we enjoy what? They came up to us and said thank you very much. And I'm saying thank you for saying thank you. Oh, because, for the podcast? Yeah, but for the podcast. Oh, they said thank you like, for the podcast. What? Thank you for saying thank you. Like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah, saying thank, thank you, you to people for thank you. Because, like I say, we just do this as Me a too. hobby in our free time uh, because we enjoy doing it and we don't get any money for it or anything like that. So it's just down to you guys saying thank you. And that's really all we do. And your comments and questions and feedback. And it was good to actually talk to people because every time someone said, hey, I've listened to it or I always said what do you like best about it and it's great that people actually like various different things some people said oh I really like the interviews some other people say I like the workshops other people say I like the convention reviews especially if I've been to the convention um, so yeah we'll most people just like our <laughs> uh, crap talking and the connection between us okay you keep believing that Polis you can talk, keep talking crap um, so a bit <laughs> they actually say that and you know that. Okay, I just say they say that. Okay, some people did say that. Actually, most people, 90% of people say they like us chatting and, and talking about what we're up to. And about oh, 10% oh, yeah. of people don't. So we'll, but, we'll but keep doing it. One thing, because it's, it's often a question why we don't uh, let ourselves sponsor. Like, why we don't find a sponsor. It's because we want to do what we want to do. Yeah. It's just up to us what we decide to have as a topic. And if we would have a sponsor maybe they would tell us what to do well it's not what they do it I mean if we were sponsored by a juggling equipment and then we did a, a, a like we did a, a podcast about juggling clubs and we didn't recommend their juggling club and we recommended other juggling clubs for other reasons it's like well we just wouldn't have the freedom to do that um, yeah onto some of that some uh, some email that someone said um uh, this this person is called actually, I can't see the name of the person who sent this email but they said um, uh, Great to hear the props podcast about the clubs and the balls. They're, they've been really good so far. He says, I feel like a performer's props are an extension of themselves. So it's important to choose wisely if you're performing. Um, so uh, And that's good. And someone else actually emailed and said, when we do emails, or when we do sorry, interviews with people, they say, ask what props they use. Talk about what props that they're using, because uh, I think it would be really interesting. Um, and, I, and I would do, and I normally do ask about props if I think they affect the person's juggling in some way, or they use the props in a unique way, or they have unique props. For example, if I asked Thomas Dietz about what clubs he used, I think I did in that interview, in fact. But it doesn't really matter, because Thomas Dietz just juggles clubs. He's known as a club juggler. Whereas, say, Emiliano, you might have seen him at the EJC, um, I, I specifically asked him why he uses white props, you know, because I think white props are, you know, people call them more artistic, and I actually asked him specifically about it. Also, Trespass, I asked them about their homemade props, uh, but Priam, because he's known as more of just a technical um, diabolist, it doesn't really matter what props he uses so much. I'd rather talk about his skills, although Rio Yabi um, uses black diabolos, so I did actually ask what kind of uh, diabolos they use and why he uses black ones. So, yeah, I do actually ask that question quite a bit. So, uh, be speaking of English to actually answer to that question. Yeah, he did, but it's it, I, I talked to him for about 45 minutes and, and condensed the interview down to about a 12-minute interview, actually, okay. from, from the editing. So anyway, someone else said, um, there was two podcasts. Your first two... This was Alex. He says, I can't find the first two podcasts on your website. Could you repost them on the site? And I have done. And we recorded some new introductions for these podcasts because back then I didn't really know how the podcast was going to work and I put some new music on the front of it and just cleared up some of the audio and uh, encoded it better so it's a smaller higher quality file for the first two um, so they're there as well um, someone here asked about practicing this is um, Bruce he says um, my real question after a little bit preamble saying thanks again for the wonderful podcast but keep keep sending in the good comments and then the questions because we like that uh, he says my real <laughs> question is about practicing I'm curious about your methods for practicing what do you do during your practice sessions how much do you have to practice skills <laughs> what do you practice uh, shut up <laughs> uh, practice skills what do you maintain uh, and how do you go about learning a new pattern or a new trick do you oh, use videos I, and I books and stuff like how you practice like he gets up six o'clock in the morning then he goes for a run first so that he like gets fit for the day after that like a quick energy breakfast and then at eight i think you normally do like your technical juggling for about like two hours or so and then you do a bit of like um other stuff <laughs> and from 12 to 4 you start being creative and do like your creative juggling and think about new stuff and then normally we have like some kind of food and from 8 to 12 in the in the evening we do some passing because like yeah 
that's when I come home from work, <laughs> and then we decide to to <coughs> practice a bit of of um, duel juggling. Yeah. So anyway, for the truth of this matter, we will talk about this in a future podcast. He also says when you do interviews, talk to the people you interview about um, their practice things. Uh, I did actually do a, a workshop a few years ago, uh, I think 2004 or something like that, called How to Be a Good Juggle. It wasn't so much about those questions, it was more about like the motivation and finding good locations and how to work on things as well. So I'll dig out those notes and do that in a future podcast. Um, finally, is there any comment? Not really. I think there's oh, enough emails. Still yeah, yeah, on. totally. Um, oh, also, Someone says, "Can you please give me Pola's email because I want to email her. She's cute." Um, so Pola, if you Again? want, yeah. So no, it's the same guy. I just haven't read the email out online. Yeah. I think it's quite funny. Yeah, you didn't give him the email. Yeah, I did give him the email. I replied straight it's back to him. It's polabrendler at yahoo.com. That's po- and otherwise go to polabrendler.com and you'll find Pola's website and it's all cool. So there's our feedback. With yeah, with Pola's artwork and photography and all that kind of stuff. So photography is art. Yeah, okay, her artistic photography. So. Um, Let's move on now to a big chunk of the um, of the podcast, which is going to be the interview with Oscar Ranga. <laughs> Um, which in a few seconds when we actually, when we play the uh, interview you'll hear him say his name which is good so we recorded this at the EJC it's about uh, just over 20 minutes long um, and we also recorded this about 10 minutes after we'd seen the last of the Vision Bot Manipulation Series number 4 uh, with Jay Gilligan we'd watched that and then just pretty much interviewed him straight away so um, without further ado let's go to the interview now Right, our special guest for this podcast is the um, artistic film director, maybe you can call him this. His name is Oscar Rango. And wait a second, I'm going to ask him to pronounce that himself so he can get this exactly right. Oscar Vranger. 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 Okay, I'm going to call you Oscar from now on. Do you want to go, Paula? Vranger. Okay, I guess, <laughs> guess that's better than me. So, Oscar, you're best known for um, directing, producing, and, and all this kind of stuff with the... Um, the nine-to-one Nordic objects and the Vision Bot manipulation series. But uh, le- tell me a little bit about yourself. Where you're from? You know, where, what's your background in juggling? What's your background in filmmaking? Okay, yeah, yeah. I started to juggler uh, ju- juggling when I was like 14 years old, uh, and I got really hooked. And I went to my first EJC 99 in Grenoble, and I, I just started to love juggling a lot. And uh, uh, and like. A little after that, I started to videotape my my friends juggling and me myself, and then uh, then short after that, I decided to release a movie. So I released a, like a juggling VHS bootleg called Juggling in Stockholm. It was really crappy, and I made hundred copies. No, I saw that. I quite saw enjoyed. That? I okay. I quite enjoyed. Yeah, I went to the Nordic Festival in two thousand and four or something, and they were showing it there. So okay. I did see that. Yeah. Okay. Oh fuck. <laughs> okay, I thought it was gone, but yeah, maybe you can find some rubbish copies yeah but uh, yeah and then um, I uh, I co- continued working with my juggling and I got more into I stopped uh, working on seven balls and stuff and I, I, I got more into like uh, artistic juggling as you say and uh, and maybe manipulation also I started to work with rings and, and three balls a lot and then I just like uh, I hang around a lot at the circus school in Stockholm Circus Circar so you're from Stockholm yeah yeah I'm from Stockholm yeah <laughs> Sweden Stockholm uh, and I hang around a lot there with the with the jugglers Joni Teunen Christian Vanvik Victor Julenberg and Jens Sigsgaard and 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 they were so really incredible. So I, I was these were the jugglers who were featured quite heavily in the juggling in Stockholm video. They're not all Swedish jugglers, but they were all studying there. Yeah, they are like Scandinavian jugglers. Yeah, and uh, I got really fond of them, and I started to film them a lot, like for the juggling in Stockholm movie. And then after that, I wanted to do another one. So I first called it juggling in Stockholm two, and I skipped that quite. Uh, early and then I started to like build on a bigger project so I, I worked with 91 Nordic Object for like three years on my spare time uh, uh, and then I so to give it you, you say that you started with these uh, juggling videos just videoing yourself did you have any formal training of this editing school or anything like that no, no uh, training at all no training at all uh, I just started to try myself like with the programs and the cameras and I uh, yeah I'm just like self-learned uh, and then uh, after I, have, I released uh, 91 Nordic Objects, I started to actually uh, study graphic design and, uh, and I have film courses now. So 
maybe the juggling has made me a filmer instead of like the opposite so so tell me a little bit about nine to one as well just the style of it of course you start off with nine objects and you work your way down to one why why do that and also tell me a bit about the filming of the numbers as well because the, the, you seem yeah. to be very creative in just presenting a number and it seems to have been used in quite a lot of other juggling videos as well since then yeah yeah the, th the thing uh, that I wanted to do with this uh, movie was not to focus on the like uh, level of what do you say uh, the the hardness of the skill level yeah the skill level uh, so I wanted to show what I was thinking uh, is important it's to show like uh, some original juggling and some new moves uh, and and the people who does pirouettes with like seven balls okay maybe they figure out a new pirouette but it's not so what do you say interesting for me so I was thinking about okay I put some hard stuff in it just for the for the WJF people. <laughs> so well, Christian Van Vick does do some creative pirouettes. Yeah, yeah, he does, he does. He's, he's really good. Uh, and, so, and then I started off with the hard stuff and then I worked my down, uh, way down to like only one object. And I think it's much harder to show uh, good juggling with one object than to do it with like nine. If you can juggle nine, it's good already. But, but to do some easy stuff with one object is so much harder to get it like good uh, quality. Yeah, of course, for me, it's, it was quite strange watching it because I was watching it and I saw a trick with four clubs and then a bit later on I saw the same trick with three clubs but it was less complex. Yeah. And then under two objects, it was like the same move but only sort of one element and less complex. Yeah. So while you're saying it, it becomes sort of more difficult to come up with new stuff, I, yeah. it seemed like the complexity of some of the moves went down. I mean, yeah, yeah. was, that, uh, just, was that just part of the, the process? I guess? Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's, it's harder to come up with good stuff with one one object because yeah. otherwise you just train it you train it really hard and then when you can do it you know it's hard and then, then it's good like yeah. but if you do something that is really easy with one ring yeah. who knows if it's good or not like yeah it's really hard to tell like yeah. and then I have to be really like strict and like okay I think this is good and I show it like yeah. so how long was the video in total uh, it's one hour and 35 minutes yeah. And just, just a bit about the numbers as well, I just forgot. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about like when I made this first bootleg, juggling in Stockholm, it was only juggling, juggling, juggling. And I almost got sick of it, like it was too much. So I, I was thinking, because the numbers and the amount of the numbers is really important in this film, I, I wanted to do something nice with them, like some uh, like playful, yeah, creative stuff. So I just started to, to play, play around, like, yeah. And then I figured out some some strange uh, or stupid things yeah. yeah at the end of the um, at the end of the video you also see the people rolling the, the was it you rolling six dice because you wanted to get six yeah, yeah. six sixes or something like yeah. that it was me yeah and there was two attempts i saw on that yeah, yeah i i got i got it two times i worked nine hours for it uh, and the, the first attempt that i got uh it was too ugly, I think, the bouncing of the, <laughs> of the, of the dice. And also your hand was in the frame as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was so not so nice. So I, I worked some, like six hours more to get it good. And then uh, when I got it good, like I put it in the video and then I was like, okay, I have two shots of this. Okay, I put it in the end credits. Like, yeah, because yeah. you put nine hours into yeah, that yeah. shot. You need it in there. And everyone think it's uh, like, yeah, it's, uh, what do you say, false dice or what do you call it? A trick dice. Yeah, fake dice, like, but it's not. It's Loaded like, dice, we'd yeah, call it. You do realize that it would have taken you less than nine hours to just go to a magic shop somewhere and buy. Yeah, yeah but I wanted to show because if you look really close at them or if you, if you know them, the dices, uh, it's like original like Las Vegas dices. So, yeah, and there are no trick dices like that. Like, yeah, and I, I am quite a nerd also. So. I, okay, I do you, do, you do any magic or is it just... No, I don't do any magic. Oh, you just haven't seen yeah. So let's move on to um, the vision bot manipulation series. VisionBot is it's just you, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's me, yeah. You uh, are VisionBot. For, uh, for me, yeah. because I, I, I was also tired of my name and showing my name all the time, so I, okay, I figure out a name instead. And why with no, no vowels? Why is it... No, no, yeah, yeah, because I, I think that it looks nicer that way. That's why. <laughs> Just a look. Not, not uh, because it's hard to say, because you don't have to say it. You can say vision but manipulation series. Yeah. But I just, I like logotypes and I like uh, letters and stuff. So I, I think it looks nice. And the, the thing I wanted to do with that series, it was to like, okay, we, we leave the toss juggling and the hard juggling and we try to like uh, build up a new thing, like working with the objects and the environment and the locations. So I was like, 
thinking out the concept of like, okay, there's one juggler, one musician, and one filmmaker in each part, and and we we figure out the location, and then we just work in the location for like three or four days and see what we can come up with. So where did you? Uh, where was the inspiration for that? I mean, why did you do? Because you just it can't be just because you're sick of juggling. Because you could just stick with like one juggler, one object. What about like the one location and the one sort of concept there? Uh, I- I like visual films a lot, and I like uh, strange locations. So that was that. I like uh, modern dance and like strange stuff. So I wanted to do like just new films yeah. that are not made before. Like, so yeah. And it has been hard to like try to push the limit of how you see juggling movies. And I can see now also when I show them on EJC, people go out of the room because it's too hard for them to understand what we are doing or maybe it's too boring or too uninteresting for them see because they want to see juggling also I, I, th- I know this is a bit strange but we are at the European Juggling Convention this is where we're recording this interview and if people want to see interesting stuff they can go into the gym there's a thousand jugglers out there yeah. so you've got hard competition that's yeah, an EJC yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas if I'm sitting at home and we put it on, on the, we download it look at it on the computer there's no distractions you know there's no, no, no. You know, there's no loads of other cool jugglers just next yeah. door it's actually nicer to look at it at home like in your headphones like and your TV but yeah so I just wanted to make new films like and try to build up a new concept like so 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 did you always imagine that you just do four of these or or did you have like the props in mind because the first one is is clubs then it's rings and then it's cigar boxes and uh, would you you always think of like more and more objects that you could do or is it always just four in your mind Uh, no I, I decided like after the first one I decided that it should only be four because now I am sick of them also, and I've recorded a new film, <laughs> so it's always like that. You like, uh, and uh, and then I was thinking about like not uh, having balls in it because I don't think they are so nice for the the th- uh, the type of manipulation that I want. Because if you turn a ball, it looks the same all the time. Like, yeah. so uh, just you know, I just wanted four, and I wanted to build up like uh, start with like. Uh, quite ordinary objects and then Eric with really new moves with cigar boxes and then uh, Jay Gilligan in the end with like a new object or at least an unused object yeah I have and seen I have seen have to say the object here oh yeah okay but I have seen this uh, oh yeah but I'm sure this will be this podcast this interview will be released uh, way after the video is um, so I'm not sure we need to worry about that but yeah these um, these rings that aren't rings the triangle rings yeah, yeah? Um, I've seen them I've sh- I'm sure I've seen them before juggling stalls but again uh, yeah, like you say it's a new object it's yeah, something yeah. completely new so why did you pick that just because it's new? Uh, just because it's new and, and you can do uh, you can do new and like uh, uh, original things with them because you can do a lot of stuff that you can't do with rings for example you can stick them into each other like and, and do new stuff that you will see in the, in the video so yeah yeah just I like the shape and uh, yeah, they have been around for a while, just a few of them, like, and, and no one has made anything interesting with them. So me and Jay was getting together and like, okay, we have to... So was it part of Jay's idea as well, or did you come up with the object? Yeah, no, no, he, he was coming up. Oh, he suggested it because okay. he had them. Okay. Yeah, so he, he came to me and suggested it, and I was thinking, yeah, we try it. And it was really hard, actually, to do stuff because it looks quite easy when he uses them, but it's really hard, and he almost can't do it on stage. That's why he, yeah. he do it in the film instead. But I think he will work on s- some tricks with them in the shoebox tour now in August, so... Okay, that's cool. So let's uh, just go back a bit. We talked about Jay Gilligan. Let's talk about the other jugglers. He started off with um, uh, Elias. No, who yeah, was it? yeah, it was Elias in the yeah. first part. Yeah, um, yeah, he's really original uh, club manipulator, yeah. m- manipulator from Sweden. Also, uh, he's really amazing and always come up with like really strange new club stuff. Yeah, cool. And then it was uh, Isaac, was it? Yeah, Isaac Lindberg, yes. Yeah. Uh, who does some really weird art ring stuff. <laughs> yeah, I saw him perform in, in the Toulouse convention. Yeah, it's very, very strange. Yeah, yeah, and I like it a lot. It's a good friend of mine. <laughs> and, uh, and then Eric, which I think is, is Polar's favorite um, juggler. Uh, so tell me a bit about working with Eric in, yeah. in the room. Yeah, it was really nice. We just stayed in the room for three days and just like played around and... Uh, 
yeah, tried to figure out uh, how to make a single white room interesting. It was quite hard, but I think we we got it somehow. So, but, and he he is so easy to work with and has so much nice ideas with his boxes. Like, well, let me just say a bit about the the room because that was my favorite and Polo's favorite, definitely, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, uh, because Except the music, it was a bit. Too. We'll talk about the music in a second, I think. Fine, I'll talk fine. about it in a second. But just with the room, it was because you said it was hard to do. Yeah. It's because it, on the face of it, it was like the least interesting location. Yeah. But that, for me, it made it the most interesting uh, location because the harbour, you had lots of different shops and shots and it's quite big. The forest, yeah. you went like on a journey through the forest. Yeah. The roof with Jay Gilligan, it's, it was actually quite interesting. The sunset was pretty to look at, yeah. whereas the, the harbour wasn't that pretty and the, the room wasn't that pretty. But then the room, because it was so empty, it's like he didn't have like a bench to work with or a, or a, or a crane or a tree or anything like that. He had a, like a blank wall or just a blank table or a yeah. window ledge. And I actually thought that lack of um, complications, that yeah, so yeah. the simplicity actually made, made the video better because you had to concentrate a lot more on the, the I, I would say like the direction, the technique, the editing. It seemed to, that really came to the foreground. And of course, on top of that, Eric's skill really came to the foreground as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah and it, I think it's always like that when you design things or you make movies, like if you decrease and decrease and you take away things, yeah away uh, it's getting more and more interesting and more and more hard to make it interesting but if you if you can succeed with like take away stuff and only have like a single thing left yeah. it's the best like yeah because then it's like more minimal minimalistic and like more focused like well I also with the room as well I it the for me there was seemed to be more of a storyline with the camera work as well it started off quite static and then it went into sort of lots of overhead shots and then there was a part where you sort of circled around him did you do all of those filming sessions like in like an hour of one style of filming and an hour in another well, we style decided to do like we had different parts in the juggling and we have one routine with like four four boxes and i i decided before the, okay i am going to have a still routine and then with six boxes okay i'm going to have the the moving around like camera so we just like focused on different like routines, yeah. And also, just a little bit about the the camera trickery and the special effects, because you obviously use sticky boxes and reverse camera moves. Was that something you planned in advance, or did you just look at a routine and thought, oh, that looked better backwards? Yeah, uh, I didn't plan anything, but I uh, I wanted to play around in the editing. So yeah, I, I looked at the table sequence uh, backwards. I didn't want it backwards, but when Eric and me looked at it, and we thought it was so much nicer backwards, so we so we just we couldn't. Yeah, do anything else than put it backwards. So, yeah, yeah, yeah and, and also with the other camera tricks, uh, I don't know. I try to go away more from camera tricks because it's like yeah, it's quite easy to do. It's harder to do like good stuff without it. So, but I think because it was quite restrained, there was only like two shots in it. It really made a big difference, and also the way you take the camera out of the room and looking through the window. What was the room that you were in? Yeah, it was like a, just a single room. I don't know where, where it was. Like, What building was it in? I don't know. It was just a strange room. We just wake up in a strange room. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, very, very sh good answer there. Okay. Oh, yeah, also as well, what it seemed to have the, the, the character of Eric. was uh, His character seemed to come through a lot more, maybe because he was a bit more subdued. But with the other artists, especially, I was just watching Jay Gilligan. It's I like didn't recognize him for the first few minutes well that's what I'm saying Jay Gilligan it was like you'd removed Jay's personality and because yeah. there was like close-up shots but it was so extreme close-up you couldn't see and then more distant shots yeah. and it, it's it's a very strange thing it's like were you trying to remove like Jay's character from the movie I, but I, Eric really came in that's a, just the a contrast I, I, between them I don't want it to remove Jay's character but I told him that I wanted to tone it down because he is such he's almost like uh, like he, He's such an icon already, so I wanted to do, like fit him into the manipulation series, and then I didn't want him to be like the peapot Jay, the cool Jay all the time. Yeah. But he has still his sunglasses on, yeah. and he is still like cool. But I just toned it down a little. But he doesn't do all like the body movements of, no. of Jay's <laughs> twisty. Yeah. No, but the, the thing with Eric was like he is already toned down. So, so I didn't work so much with it then, and then it was more of Eric maybe in that film because he was. Like more, he's always like really like uh, what do you say? Not so much character, yeah. yeah so it, it, it's a hard thing with the characters all, all the time. And like Isaac is so much character. Yeah. It's like he's almost 
uh, theatrical like yeah but yeah i i'm quite satisfied with the, how much character i got from jay yeah because I, i i i wanted to focus on the objects and the location yeah. and the manipulation and not on uh, on jay as an as a rock star like Well, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he so is. He he is. Film, but the film wasn't about him. <laughs> no, it was about the triangles and the roof. <laughs> That's cool. And of course, Polar put down Eric was the was was the most beautiful character as well. Yeah. But he okay. is beautiful. Yeah. He's so good looking. Yeah. <laughs> he really stands out in that way. Yeah. Uh, do we have any more questions here as well? Oh yeah, just uh, just one uh, last thing. Talk about uh, we talked about the process of you making it and working with a juggler as well. Just quickly, how long do you spend on planning it? And then you say it's three days of the filming. And then how long do you spend on the editing? Because there's a lot yeah. of editing going on. Yeah, yeah. First, I have a meeting with with the juggler, and we have figured out the the objects before. And then I have maybe. Uh, suggested a location and we um, and we get along with that and then maybe we have to have a look at the location and then we meet up again and then we just like take three or four days off and we just spend a lot of time at the location and uh, sometimes like with the J for example in the last one we had some like idea, ideas written down before but in the harbor we had no ideas so it like it has built up because yeah. uh, now it's a routine like yeah. to to do them like but and the editing how long on the editing then i don't know it's not so long actually maybe one or two days on the editing but it's a lot of work with the music because after i've edited it uh, and do the film like totally silent and then i i send it to the musician and then i have a meeting with him and then we work back and forth a lot with like uh, music sketches but this is your brother yeah yeah in the last two parts it's my brother in the first two it's slem it's uh, a guy from gothenburg in sweden so his all his name is also marcus <laughs> actually so so uh, i i wrote down like a manuscript for the music and like uh, Uh, and talk a lot with them. What, what you say you're working with sketches, so you'd sort of... What do you mean with the sketches? No, I, I tell them what I want with the music, and then they start to, to do music, and they, they send me sketches, okay. like sounds. Okay. They send, send me sounds okay. and different beats and stuff, and then I tell them what I think about it, and, and the, we work together. Like. Okay. So I, I, you can say that I'm also almost the director of the music but I, I don't do the music like and um, with your with your brother I heard that his his first version of the of the room video we you know we know a toned down version is that correct what the it's sort of like a toned down it was like it was yeah, more yeah, extreme it's more extreme yeah yeah he's really extreme in his music like he almost does like uh, uh, what do you say it's conceptual like art music it's not like uh, ordinary listen music it's more like uh, performance music so yeah we toned it down because i was thinking that maybe some people on the internet will freak out and they did anyway they did so anyway yeah everyone was going no it's just too loud for me yeah, my, yeah. My, my i had to watch it in silence but i thought the sound was just a huge part of the room that's yeah. why i think it was also my favorite because the sound was so unique and different yeah, yeah, to that yeah. as well and so disturbing and that's the impressions you have to get from the room because i, I wanted that way i wanted to like have it as a cell or like a, a prison or some strange uh, hospital or something yeah, yeah. mental hospital yeah, it just sounded and looked insane yeah and it was good yeah. that it worked yeah. i guess uh, and so and i really enjoyed the music when i actually watched the video it's just one day uh, luke and marco sat in front of the computer and the computer is next to my computer okay. i tried to work and they were watching the film And that was just the worst thing ever. I had to leave the yeah. room because when you don't watch the film, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just impossible. Yeah, but it's not listening music. It's like film music. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Yeah. So uh, finally, um, one last point is uh, you said this was your last thing. You're only doing the four vision bot yeah. manipulation series. Tell me, what uh, have you got any plans for the future? Another series? Another one-off project? Uh, I actually have uh, filmed a new project with me and Elias Hilland. And uh, we are both in it in the film i'm performing as well in it <laughs> what what props are you doing uh, we are doing like uh, renegade fat rings uh, just four of them two persons and four rings and i wouldn't call it manipulation i wouldn't call it juggling either it's an art movie and the movie is called uh what is see if i can remember now a22972 it's called <laughs> and it's just yeah some rubbish title 
uh, or you will figure out when you see it. Okay, it will it'll make, yeah. make sense. And this will be released online? Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe on a future Manipulation Series DVD with a lot of extra bonus things, or maybe online, or maybe not at all. Okay, and in the future, I mean, the, at, the, at the moment you seem to be, as far as I can tell, releasing these as DVDs and online uh, for jugglers. Um, but do you also show these, like, in, I, I don't know, art, um, theatres, I mean, like, cinema, how, you know, like, are you trying to get these played in, in uh, cinema festivals and yeah, things like I, that? I've actually, not in cinema festivals, but I've actually shown it for non-jugglers also in, like, big showings and stuff. And I, I'm also working with music videos and other art projects, so, so I, I'm more into that and I maybe I like quit doing juggling movies, but but I love juggling so much, so maybe I can't I can't quit. Like so, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, but I, I want to do new stuff without the juggling. Like I'm I have a modern dance project right now that I'm going to do and some music video ideas and yeah stuff. Oh well, that's cool. Well, uh, Paul, have you got any less questions for um, Oscar? No, thanks. Well, I just thought I'd make sure. Um, anything else that you'd like to tell the juggling world? Because you obviously you've heard some of the podcasts. We always ask this, you know, one final thing that you'd like to say to all the jugglers listening. Uh, try to do your own uh, stuff in juggling and try to show your personality and don't like do the tricks that any uh, like everyone else does, like because it's so boring. And don't put it out on the internet like, okay, I made five club crosses for the first time like, and show the whole world on YouTube because it's so boring. Yeah, skip that. Do new stuff. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Oscar. We, we, used to, we said we had 20 minutes. We, we've gone just under 25 minutes for this. Uh, so uh, thanks a lot and uh, catch you later and look forward to seeing your future projects. Thank you, Luke and Paula. So that was the interview with Oscar. Hope you enjoyed that. Polo, did you enjoy that interview? Yes, I did. And uh, so I just, we just want to talk a little bit more about juggling videos, specifically the Vision Bot Manipulation Series. We can't say how much we enjoyed watching the, the Vision Bot Manipulation Series, uh, especially number three, which we thought was by far, far and away, the best of all of them. So uh, what we'd like to do is actually just talk a little bit about some different videos. Some, actually, first of all, just some video projects of my own. And we talked about videos before on, I think, podcast number six. You know, we went into a bit of it. So just some of the ideas that I've had in the past for my own big juggling video projects. The first one that I had, which was gonna, I was going to spend a lot of time on put out, was before the internet, it was possible to actually share things by internet or even DVD. And it was going to be a big bootleg VHS, you know, sort of like... Um, uh, you know, I'd, I'd record it and give it away for free. That was the idea. And people would copy it and see what they like. And uh, I worked on this from about 2000 to 2001. I just never never finished it, really. But I came up with lots of different the sections. The thing is, Luke isn't so much the businessman. I'm very much a business person. So when I have an idea, I'm thinking about how to make and how to get money out of it. Which doesn't make it bad, in my opinion. No? I'm just more business-orientated. <laughs> and Luke likes doing stuff for fun and for free and hello world just take all my stuff i don't mind i just spend hours and hours and hours a week on it yeah okay well but finally after two and a half years <laughs> that i have him in my house now he gets in your a bit more <laughs> yeah, okay. under my fingers yeah. but i don't know how to say that in english uh, okay um so i said in my house in yeah. our house under my control. What you, he what gets you, a bit more Where business. are you going with all this? All I'm saying that is I started a project and it was just some video projects of my own. I was yeah, working... You put hours and no, days The and thing is, I was working... Like I was working at a television station at the time. I was working professionally doing video producing and this is what I was doing in my spare time, just, you know, just doing bits and pieces and I thought that's what I put out. In fact, the only thing that I finally put out from that on the line was the Anthony Gatto drop montage video, which... Uh, um, Which released you quite a few problems. <laughs> well, it wasn't so many problems for me. You know, lots of people enjoyed it. A few people didn't, including Anthony Gatto. And he actually cites that as the reason why he doesn't go to conventions anymore or practice in public or let anyone videotape him. And he has full control over his own practice sessions, which is fair enough if he wants that. Um, I'd comment more upon that stance, but I don't think this is the time or place. Anyway, another video project that I was going to work on that never happened was going to be called Luke versus Ben or Luke versus someone else. And it was a DVD project kind of thing in 
inspired by Rodney Mullen, one of his DVDs. I think he's versus Rodney versus Day One, or I think it's Day One song. Another. These are two skateboarders. Rodney Mullen, pretty much one of the most influential um, skateboarders ever. He, he pretty much invented modern skateboarding. And anyway, he put out a DVD of him versus another guy. And me and uh, and Ben Beaver, we were thinking of being doing this, okay? So we'd both be on the video, sometimes at the same time, with video sections, uh, you know, doing different, you know, similar skill sets or sight swaps and different, you know, silly ball tricks and maybe a few club tricks from me. Uh, but it never really got off the drawing board at all. It never got past planning stage. But if anyone wants to take this in the future, we actually had a big sort of thing set up that in the future we'd do like a, a Ben versus Sean Gandini one as well, which would be like really technical sight swaps or maybe me versus someone else doing, I don't know, club juggling or three ball juggling. And then get other people versus other people. We thought like people like Matt Hall, who does lots of skills versus Dave Proctor. <laughs> Um, would be uh, would be a really good one. So uh, you know, and things like that. So uh, yeah, so that was an, another um, DVD video project that I never got around to doing or completing. I guess I I, I pretty much moved away from the UK. But uh, maybe in the future we'll do uh, a, a Ben versus Luke or Luke versus Ben video, or maybe somebody else. I don't know. And finally, one that I'd like to talk about because I think this is more relevant to the Vision Bot manipulation series was a, a DVD. I started making, got about halfway filmed, about halfway edited as well, called Mind Trip. And that would be uh, sort of like this sci-fi adventure into the brain of a juggler. Of course, that juggler would be me because I'm I'm the person I have most handy to film and do juggling tricks with. And uh, so I started making it and it, I'd go into my own head and then find different characters of juggling. And um, this person will be in this single location with this costume, and uh, and then it go on to someone else, and it cut between them. And uh, I, I released a few pieces of this online. Uh, one part, the first bit, was called Rough Cut, featuring me um, juggling three clubs. Um, it was shot over two days, edited in one day, uh, and it was just you know one set of props one costume one location and it focused more on like the camera work and the editing and uh and the sort of the style you watched it in the three days what the same costume well it was only it was two days so we shot it over two days so i didn't wash it between the two days as well but um but yeah anyway i put that up online it was very popular at the time got a lot of good reaction it was a bit controversial because i broke the clubs at the end <gasps> and nobody worked out that i could actually mend clubs because you just replace the dowels and they're mended again anyway if you want to download this check out check it out i think lukeboage.com forward slash videos or clips or something like that you what? couldn't do that with our new clubs They no, I couldn't. Unbreakable. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So um, the <laughs> if you or look in the IJDB movie database, the, the jugglingdb.com movie database. Actually, on that it was once one of the most downloaded. It was the top downloaded video on the IJDB, and then Chris Bliss re released his video. And, uh, and then it sort of fell down the chart a bit. But I never did finish that DVD. But the idea of having one juggler in one room or one location and doing that kind of stuff, uh, which sort of... Um, is uh, so maybe influence Oscar as well because I did chat online with him um, in the juggling DB chat room and he said he wanted to do something similar the thing is he did it similar but just a lot better than me I think <laughs> especially with the uh, especially with the room video but I really like the idea one juggler one set of props one location and uh, filmed in one day or two days or like Oscar did it as well so uh, I talked to Polo about this just uh, a few minutes ago and what we want to do is like uh, uh, as a Oscar has finished his vision bot manipulation series. He's done one, two, three, and four. He's had four different jugglers, four different props, four different locations. I like the number seven. Number seven? Yeah. Well, we haven't got to number seven, but this is the thing. We want to do a fantasy continuation of vision bot manipulation series or juggling series. You're not really quite sure. So I asked Polar if you could see any juggler with any single prop in any location, um, what would it be? And Polar's answer was... My first answer was that I want to see Nicolas. Nicolas from Paris. From from Paris with his ring, not not ring juggling. It's hoops, but hoops. Yeah. yeah, hoop manipulation. Yeah. Um, because I really enjoyed that at the EJC and when I saw him before, uh, but I don't know in which uh, in which uh, surrounding location. Location. Yeah. Um, the second one was a combination between Luke and me. Oh yeah, that was it. Polar said uh, the the location, which was which was like on a cliff, not high up, but where the waves can can break on, so that they really splash like a shower behind that person, behind the juggler. 
Yeah. And uh, and I said, and Polo was like, oh well, you know, because you can throw balls up at the same time as this. And I said, well, the best person for this would be Marco Paoletti because he has all this kind of different multiplex. He just grabs six balls and throws them in the air, and it looks like random, like a, maybe a wave spraying up into the air and it comes down. So we thought, you know, we just need to get Marco beside the sea with big waves crashing, like some fireworks. Yeah. Like, so it looks like, mm. and it goes that. That was good. Um, <laughs> um, so that's a cool, a cool location we thought now one I actually wanted to do with Ben maybe as well with this Luke versus Ben is talk about the uh, location uh, uh, like how do you film um, juggling and make it fit the screen because normally a screen is quite wide and sight swaps almost by definition are quite high so I thought we'll go to one of those places where they keep cranes keep spare cranes or or high lifting kind of uh, gear because uh, you drive past them on the motorway and there's always the crane sticking in the end it always looks very interesting like a big forest of machinery and I thought what we could do is get Ben to stand in there and then have different cranes at different heights so maybe one at a five throw height and a seven throw height and a nine throw height and get the camera at different levels as well so he could do a long round of like nine seven five three one and just keep it going and we can look at the uh we can look at the the uh the pattern from different different heights uh maybe from the five height maybe from the seven height and and go between the 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 few of them okay also like in the side swap dvd they get the um they get the different uh uh, widths of the video of ben beaver doing it and they split it into three so you see it three times across the screen to make the the wider screen fill up with a very narrow juggling but i think you know put it in a good location with lots of high things lots of other tall narrow things you can make the juggling stand out quite a bit of course oscar said oh he'll never do manipulation because he doesn't think manipulation with balls is that interesting but i think you can can make different shapes with balls and with contact juggling and also the patterns that are made in the air when you're doing sight swaps there it's dynamic but and there is throwing and catching but i think you're sort of manipulating spatial mm, constructs i'm not sure how to say that but i think that would be a great location for ben beaver uh, polo did you have any others i can't remember uh yeah we had another combination between you and me yeah. uh you said a river a oh, river yeah. and i wanted to have again Nicholas but with his yeah I'm, yeah I'm quite a big fan of Nicholas uh with his contact ball yeah. with a crystal ball because his act or one of his acts I don't know um is with a crystal ball and the sound is the sea like underwater and he's making the movements of fishes with a ball and of like jellyfish I think one is yeah. definitely a jellyfish but really nice slow um, movements, and I think that would be fantastic against the power of a river. Okay. And, or not n- not a river? How do you call the smaller one? A stream. A stream, because when they are running over over the rocks, over stones, you could also have in some shots the crystal ball with running water over it, or the crystal ball like falling down the stones, and I think that would be really really nice. My uh, fantasy uh, over the river was actually something that I wanted to do again for this uh, Minds Trip DVD because I always like videos and they're always like just in a in a sports hall or outside or something and I think you'd never really see very much with water so I actually wanted to do this rough cut juggler um, throwing clubs around doing all kinds of mad tricks uh, with rings as well with fat rings and he was going to be this character me of course was going to be in a river it's like splashing about in the river but I actually quite like the idea of telling a story like setting off on a trip on a river and it starts off as like a small stream and there's not a lot and it's like in a very tight valley and like a juggler is going down a river and then it goes over waterfalls and in bigger you know the river gets bigger and by the end of it you're just floating along a very very calm stretch of the river and I think that would actually tell quite an interesting story um, you know and you could juggle all the way along and throw clubs off of rocks and all that kind of stuff and I think a good um, juggler to do that well actually we never actually decided a good juggler to take a journey down a river so uh, anyway these are a few of the things that Polo and I really like about the uh, maybe it could be Audrey 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 with clubs maybe interesting she choice gets mad at the end of her act yeah so you ca- could start like with her rolling over the floor and I mean I mean that in a nice way yeah with the rolling over the floor um, with the clubs and because she she does beautiful movements and yeah. slowly movements sometimes, yeah. and later she just gets crazy, and I think that might be a nice, interesting choice. Yeah, well, or we could think of a different location again for Audrey. That could be quite um, quite interesting. So, uh, so yeah, uh, l- some suggestions for me and Polo. So what we'd like to do now is actually open this up for everyone. Polo and I have said some of our ideas and suggestions, but 
send us your emails to luke at juggler.net and just state a juggler, a single prop, and a single location. And, and that's all you need, really. And uh, if you've got any other ideas about it, maybe if you have someone that you specifically want to film one of these things, uh, just just go for it. You know, so it's not just a juggling um, video of a juggler doing any amount of props over any amount of time in any location. So we can actually start thinking of different things that we'd love to see. Of course, it's all fantasy, but we can make up our like um, fantasy vision bot manipulation series number five, six, seven, eight, no, nine. Seven. Seven up to seven. Up to seven. I like the number seven. Okay. So that would mean we have would have a first, a second, and a third choice like yeah. of ours because okay. like just very um, yeah. objective. Yeah. No subjective. Subjective. Subject. What subjective. we like. Subjective. What yeah. we like best, and we would have a place one, two, and three. Okay. Up to number seven. So let's do it then. Send in your ideas and it's the competition. And whoever wins the competition, Polo and I will judge it, gets sent a free juggling DVD. Because you I, see, I, I get... we are again with a business thing. Yep. Luke <laughs> is giving out stuff for free. Well, it's not for free. It's for people. <laughs> but I'm, I love it that we finally got to the point that I can say, you see, again. Okay. Well, Polo, just tell you what. And if anyone wants to sponsor the uh, juggling <laughs> podcast or want to advertise with us in any way, just send emails to Luke at juggling. <laughs> No, uh, juggler.net. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, send send those emails to polarbrendler at yahoo.com. <laughs> yeah, with business somewhere in the title. No, so yeah, send in your suggestions, and I say I'll send you a DVD because I got given a few DVDs at the EJC, and I have a quite a, a DVD collection at home of stuff that you know. Once I see it a few times, you know, I don't really watch DVDs, juggling DVDs over and over. So I've got quite a few interesting DVDs that mm. I can that I can give away as prizes. Uh, so. Uh, uh, you send them in, and if you win, I'll send you a list, and you can say which DVDs you want me to to post to you. And yes, what? Nothing. No, shut up, fella. <laughs> so that's pretty much it for this. We just talked a little bit about juggling videos. We got a great interview this time, and caught up on news. Please, yeah, again, so keep sending your feedback or any comments or any ne real negative comments about the juggling podcast. Send them in as well. But if you really don't like it, don't download it. Uh, I guess that's the one we do. You don't have to listen to it. It's free. We're not forcing you to do it. So, uh, yeah, that brings to a close juggling podcast number 29. Thank you very much and goodbye. Bye. Um, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, no, quickly, word piece for Joost, because otherwise he'll send us an email again. There was no word piece in it. Great. <laughs>